The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It's Thursday, November 18th, 2021, Season 17, Episode number 64. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, Nick 64. Well, I'm going to have to tell a story. Okay. Okay, that's a new thing for you. Yeah, I'm going to have to tell a story with this. So, I think it's like 2012, maybe, 11. Okay. 2012, we're in in a training camp Mm -hmm. in Oxnard. So, we're sitting there, practice. You know, Jason Garrett likes to have a little music going. Todd Archer, oh God, who's next to me? <laughs> we're just watching practice, and they're you know we're out in California, and they're playing. Yeah. California knows, knows how, how to party, party. Yeah. right? So I don't know if I did this or Todd did this. I think I would do this, but doesn't seem like a Todd kind of. It thing. doesn't, but I think he did. I might have just taken it to the next verse or two. Uh, <laughs> so we're just sitting there practicing. He just named Montre Holland as the starter. So practice is going on, you know, and they got the music going, and one of us just said, Montre Holland is now the starter. Oh, this is a clean version. Montre Holland is now the starter, you know, in the city, city of Oxnard. He keeps on blocking. He keeps on blocking. It was funny. It was a lot funnier at the time. You going to do the whole song? Block. Block it, Montre. Block, block I it. I block used it, the Montre. phrase painfully yeah. white earlier this yeah. week. There you go. Yeah. I like it. It's funny. It was funny. It's funny. Now. A lot of people in the every year now, you talk to different people that are still there covering. They still, when that song comes on, everyone's like, Montre Holland. Yeah. He was awesome. He was a cool dude. And, yeah. you know, he was just the starter. There's different versions of it, but the version. <laughs> I've heard a different version. You've heard a different version, but it's okay. That's, you know, there's always a radio edit, and then there's a yeah, different version. That's explicit. a good point. You That's a good I mean? point. <laughs> another, I got another story about him. Sure, why not? I took my little girl to Disney on Ice one year. Okay, like a hundred dollars worth of Disney gear. You that know, sounds like about Cinderella right, yeah. sword and wand and all this stuff. Cinderella Twenty dollars snow cone, whatever it was. Oh. Rapunzel had a wig. Rapunzel, yeah. Okay. And I sent a picture. You know, took a picture. Sent to my mom. Uh, no response. Two hours. Finally realized I actually sent it to Montre Holland <laughs> instead of my mom. I don't even know why I had his awkward. number. Yeah, he never responded to that. I don't know. So, anyways, love Montre Holland. He keeps on blocking. Nick he came in yesterday blocking. to tell me this, and I started singing this song. It was in my head. Because everybody, yeah, everybody knows that's like Montre Holland. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. So, that's been the song. And and I do apologize for the people that I didn't pick Larry Cole yesterday, 63. Wow. Oh, did you get a lot of those? I did, a little bit, yeah. Larry he actually Cole. knocked on my door one time. 63, Larry Cole comes to my house. Weird. It was kind of weird, but yeah. See? You want to tell me why? You're always yeah. having weird run-ins. With That's true. Pl- like, Nick's always That's like, true. He, like, he's like, yeah, I almost hit that guy with my car the other day. I almost hit Kellen Moore in the car, and there's no doubt. <laughs> I was driving. He was running, and, I, you know, just one of those Where? things. Uh, right, right out here, at the, right out here at the start. He was running. I don't know why I can't just run over here, but he was running in the street, and 
And not in uh, the street. Well, I'm sure it's on the sidewalk. Well, in the sidewalk. Yeah, but the driveway but runs you know, through the sidewalk. You know when you're through. sidewalk runs through. This is one of my biggest fears in life too. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you're trying to turn like left onto a street and you're like looking, make sure you're clear here, you're clear. It's yeah. always the pedestrian that's like running. Yeah. You know, like you or somebody like you know, you always have to. It's, always, it's almost happened to me before, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, because you're not thinking about them; you're thinking of the street. You know, right? And then, so I kind of did that, and this guy I was like, "Oh, it looks like Kellen Moore." So it's I mean, almost hit Kellen. Could have affected the whole number one offense in the league. So mm. How, who writes that article, Nick? I don't work here. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I don't work here anymore. DallasCowboys.com, responsible for offensive coordinator. Yeah, former writer. I might email you and be like, look, I know this is a tough time, but I ain't writing this. Can you, <laughs> come on, help me out. As, as an outgoing present to us. Yeah. yeah. Why, don't you, why don't you take care of this one? All right. Um, You've been a contributing writer that Nick Yeah. Done. Right. There you go. All right. Um, let's let's all jump right. in and get some some Cowboys talk going here. We got uh, in the second segment, as we do all the time, we got Bucky, Brook join, Bucky Brooks joining us. Uh, we'll talk about the Kansas City defense versus the Cowboys offense during that segment. But let's first start with some injuries. Still singing it. You are too. Like it's still in your head. Like it is in there. This is why you wanted to have some music. Like the, the music it. licensing, obviously I we got some issues. But I apologize to Tom Rafferty, the former center for that. the years. He was a really good player. There's an always an answer, but to me, Montre Holland was yeah, it's gotta the be answer. Holland. Yeah. All right. Uh let's get a catch up on uh on Tyron Smith. Where is he? What's he doing? He's good. He had a limited practice yesterday. He's going to do the same thing today. Um, like I said yesterday, like Mike McCarthy's not going to tell us how much he does during team, but the arrow's pointing up. It is. Um, but I didn't even do that on purpose. Good job. Um, nice. Today's the padded day. Today's Mike said it today himself. It's the heavy lifting day. Uh, so if he has a good day today, that'll be a really good indicator. And I, I think that he will. You think that he will? You think he'll play? I think he's going to play in this game. Yeah. I already said mm-hmm. that this week. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, let's talk about uh, Greg Zerline. He's actually returning from COVID today. Um, what do you think the Cowboys, or what do you think the Cowboys should do with uh, Liram Havarlahu? Is he on the practice I think he squad? Moved he moved back, back to the practice, down squad. practice squad. Keep him. Keep him around. Keep him on the practice squad. Why not? Mm-hmm. You got. I hate to sound glib, but there's 16 spots. Like, you don't need... You don't need every guy on the practice squad to like be contribute. Especially the team's fairly healthy right now. If you saw the practice report yesterday, Mike was joking about that at the end of his press conference. It's Tyron, and then everybody else is a full participant. So I know they got a few guys on IR, but they're not very banged up in terms of the guys that are available. So yeah, keep an extra kicker on the practice squad. Why not? Yes, you have a big practice squad. Plus, you have a guy on. You have an offensive lineman that doesn't take up a spot in mm-hmm. Isaac. Number sixty. How'd I do with that? This is fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's that, funny how like people like to really emphasize certain things, which I, guess, I thought I mean, that's, that's what, what the better than saying. I thought that's what the accent meant. Yeah. Isaac Alarkin. Who did? Who painfully white? Okay, that's what we're dealing with here. I'm sure somebody has said that. I did want to talk a little bit. Let's go back a little bit to the offensive line, and I'm going to ask Bucky about this, but but I want to get you guys' opinion on it as well. Um, this week, Dallas is facing some defensive tackles that that are pretty good. Uh, you got uh, Chris Jones, you got Jaron Reed. They move Chris Jones around a bit, but both those guys can line up in the middle. They're right now leading um, Kansas City and quarterback hits with nine and eight. How concerned are you with that matchup, particularly with the interior part of this offensive line? Obviously, we're not talking about Zach Martin. Yeah. We're talking about Connor Williams. We're talking about Tyler Biotish. How concerned are you with that matchup and those guys being able to get that penetration up the middle that can sometimes create some real problems for quarterbacks? Eight. 
eight out of ten concern level. Okay. Got, yeah, that, that's I mean, it. What, what, do we have to explain yes. why? Well, this they, is a show where we do that. So yeah. Well, I mean, who hasn't been watching? I mean, who hasn't seen? I mean, it's been holding fifty-two. I mean, it's taking over, holding seventy-five. Back in the eighties, when Phil Posderick used to do it, he used to be holding number seventy-five every time they played the Giants. He was the. Now it's holding fifty-two. So let's, you know, yeah. I mean, either, either you move Lyle Collins over to guard, or if you don't do it, you just hold your breath and hopefully he doesn't hold. Chris Jones did, all game. I did want to ask you guys this the other day, but you guys kept talking and talking, so I just never did. I just Fair. sat here in, in silence. <laughs> but I did, I did have the or question me. in my <laughs> head. <laughs> we were talking about the line, and we were talking about Connor, and it just makes me wonder, and I know this coaching staff is not necessarily afraid to make changes. We've seen it happen. But it makes me wonder, until as long as they're winning games, and as long as, like, you don't get someone hitting Dak really hard, and you're like, okay, that's it, you're out. Put someone else in. To what extent, or like, wh- what does it need to really take for them to make a move like that and put someone else instead of Connor Williams? Or do they just keep like, okay, we'll take on whatever penalties, and okay, not every pocket is going to be completely clean for Dak. He might have to get out and go the other way and things like that. But as long as they're winning, it's like, okay, uh, when, mm. when do we fix this? Or if if they do want to. Do I think I think when you have a better option. If, when you have a better option. And I don't know if, if, if they believe Lyle Collins moving to guard where he hasn't done it in five or six years is a better option. I mean... And I don't think they're going to do that until Tyron Smith is 100% ready to go and available, you know? Rob or Phillips if they do that, that at all. Rob, Rob made a good all. point there. But when do you just say, hey, we're good here on left tackle? I mean, ever. I don't think you will. I think yeah. you have to have three good tackles. Now, if Ty and Secchi factored back into this, that'd be different. But I don't know if he does right now. So I think that they feel like they've got three tackles. And I think they, I mean, you're living in the harsh reality of the NFL. I was talking about this earlier today. You don't. It's hard to have five offensive linemen that you feel great about. All of them in this league. The Cowboys were very fortunate that in fourteen and sixteen they really had that. Like they great wall and all that stuff. It's hard to pull off. And so, uh, I mean, if they want to give Connor McGovern a shot, I'm fine with that. Honestly, it doesn't bother me. But they see these practices. They might not feel that he's up to it. And I. I can't just hammer the table and be like, you're definitely making a mistake. Like, odds are that's probably going to be the weak link on your offensive line no matter what you do. And every team in the league can probably relate to that to some degree where it's like, yeah, our pick a position. For some teams, it's right tackle. They're like, yeah, it's a mess over there. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? There's been more talk, I think, over the last several weeks on Connor Williams and and his issues. Uh, And not so much that I've really heard or, or seen. Uh, regarding Tyler Biotish. Has he played better, uh, or is it just a situation where Connor's really a problem, and so sometimes the problem gets all the attention when Tyler's having his issues too, but everybody's just focused on Connor? Mm. I think he's played better. I think Tyler Biotish has cleaned up his game, and that's which I'm, I'm not hating on us. It's our job, but like when you're talking about this every day and reacting to each and every game, that's why I always say like a season is – a living, breathing thing. Like, guys are going to get better. Guys are going to go through slumps. Units are going to get hurt. It's all part of it. But I really think Tyler Biotish has played well this last month or so. And remember, back when everybody was worried about him, Mm -hmm. 
it was well. This guy's only started ten or twelve times in the league. He, you know, he's still learning how to do this stuff, and so it's encouraging to think that. And I'm not saying he's Travis Frederick, but I think he has risen up to a consistent level of play over this last month or so. The way you asked the question should tell you enough because it's like we're he's not doing anything that really stands out, or you don't see Dak just like kind of almost fumbling the ball right there with the snap. So the fact that we're not talking about it should be enough for you to say, okay, he's handling the job good enough. And I also think it has a lot to do with his matchups, right? It's going to be moments when he's having to play a Vita Vea-type player, a guy that's really strong, that's going to line up on the nose. and Because a lot of times the center is really kind of helping out either to the left Mm -hmm. or the right side. It's when you run up against that team, you know, where where you're going to line up a nose on the on the center, and he's going to go at the center, and a, a strong one. I think that we've seen where Tyler typically has his issues. I will say this: going back to your original question, I think Chris Jones is one of the most underrated players in the I NFL. Agree. Um, I was talking to somebody, a friend of mine, last night about how of all for all the credit that Chase Young and Montez Sweat have gotten over the years. Jonathan Allen wrecked Tampa Bay's game plan. That's another guy that we're familiar with who has the potential to do that type of stuff. And, uh, yeah, and I want to ask Bucky about this. I'm not going to pretend to know, but it seems like a storyline up there is Jones has been bouncing around a little bit more. Like, they've been playing it at him and end more often than they have in the past. And so I wonder... What do you do in this matchup? I feel I would want him playing against Connor and Tyler. Yeah, absolutely. If I were the Chiefs, I would be like, get in there and wreck that. Between so, him and Reed, I would be like, those are your targets. Go attack them right here. Yeah. You know, and and yeah, he's he's scary. I mean, he. I don't want to say he won them that Super Bowl because they have Mahomes, but like he he, out, he yeah. made some game changing plays in that game. He's he is a phenomenal player. Yeah. All right, we're gonna take our first break. When we come back, we'll be joined by Bucky Brooks of NFL Network. We'll talk KC defense versus Dallas offense. We'll be there, do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com cowboys. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm... 
Check your flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jacket Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to the break. This is sort of a Christmas one because Rowdy's holiday deliveries are now available. You can spread the joy this holiday season with a surprise and exclusive gift from your favorite mascot, Dave. Book your holiday delivery today at DallasCowboys.com slash Rowdy. Where does Rowdy rank on the top mascots for you? That sounds awesome to me. Yeah. That sounds Number cool. Number one. Rowdy. I'm thinking ideas here. Biting my tongue so hard it that'd beats. Be, that'd be cool. <laughs> that would be cool. Just Rowdy. It's Rowdy. Yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I'm back. All right. Welcome back. It is the I'm second just, segment. I'm just laying out. I'm just laying out on that whole thing. Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We are joined right now by Bucky Brooks of NFL Network. We're going to talk a little Kansas City defense versus the Dallas offense today. And, Bucky, I was looking at the numbers on this defense. Uh, right now they are ranked 26th in rushing yards per attempt, uh, giving up 46 uh, yards per attempt and 30th in net passing yards per attempt, giving up 7.4 yards. Obviously, not great. Um, is there one thing that is more of an opportunity for Dallas than the other run versus pass? Well, I mean, I think you got to throw both areas. I think if you're the Dallas Cowboys, you have to come in the game thinking that you have to run it. Uh, not only running it necessarily for yards because you feel good about Zeke Kelly and Tony Pollard, but I think this is a game where you want to control the tempo. And the best way to control the tempo is to run the ball, drain the clock, not expose your defense to a ton of offensive plays from the Kansas City Chiefs. I think the running game is critical to that strategy because you don't necessarily want this to be a shootout against the Kansas City Chiefs. That that seems odd to me just when you when you're considering the number one scoring offense in the league, the number one offense total yards in the league. Um, you know, why Why would you say, I mean, why wouldn't you think Kansas City wouldn't want to do the same on the other, other end? Are you saying Kansas City's offense is more explosive than the Cowboys? No, I'm saying I, I would worry more so just about protecting my defense. Uh, I want to make sure that I give the defense an opportunity to win the game. If we think about it from a complimentary football standpoint, I mean, Kellen Moore can dial it up and they can throw it all over the yard. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you want to necessarily have a 45 to 42 game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, we can say that they're struggling, they're 6-4, and four, they're finding their way, but that quarterback on the other end is really, really good. And I think Dak Prescott is good, too, but I think if I'm managing the team from the head coaching spot, what is the best way for us to win? Well, the best way that Dallas has always won traditionally over the last decade has been when their offense dictates the turn, they run out to a lead, they run the ball out, they run the clock out, and then they keep the defense off the field. I think that's how they want to play. I don't think you want the Cowboys defense playing 75 snaps against Pat Mahomes and company because at some point the lack of pass rush will allow him to make too many big plays. Buck, we were just talking about this on the first segment. Chris Jones kind of seems like he's bouncing around on this Kansas City defense. What what do they have him doing right now? What do you expect he's going to do on Sunday? Well, they started out the season with Chris Jones playing in. They wanted to have him on one end, Frank Clark on the other end. And it was okay, but he was kind of like a fish out of water. Team started running right at them. He wasn't comfortable. And despite all the immense talent 
that he has. He just didn't have the same kind of impact. Well, now they have the flexibility to be able to kick him back inside. Um, they, they traded for Melvin Ingram. They have Alex Okafor. So uh, you'll probably see Jones more inside than outside. And when he's inside, he's a dominant player. He's as good as he's ever been. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Bucky, last week we saw the Cowboys right off the bat get on that field and just have fun. A lot of energy, just having fun. A lot of creative plays from Kellen Moore. Is is this a week that they just kind of go in being themselves once again? Or maybe Kellen Moore just kind of solidifies a little more and like limits his play to keep it more clean. Not clean, but uh, how do you... What's the word I'm looking for? Um, Oh my God, I can't think of the word. In clean, English. clean worked. Clean. Well, but it's clean. not clean, but clean you get my point. Amber, I, I get the point. I think I think here's the thing. I think Kellen Moore has to be ready to call a game that can go in a couple different directions. He has to be able to have enough plays on the call sheet to be able to handle if it becomes a shootout. He also has to have enough on the call sheet where he can control it if things are going the way the Cowboys want. I think part of the job of the offensive coordinator is to be able to be nimble and flexible and then kind of figure it out as the game is going. And so there's a plan A, but I think he also has to plan, have plan B and C. But I think the emphasis from the Cowboys standpoint is always on the clean game. Like if they can avoid the turnovers, if they can find a way to get the ball into the hands of their playmakers early and often, you want to do that. And I think this is a game where typically big games, stars dictate the outcomes. And so CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, um, Ezekiel Elliott, Look, Tony Pollard and Michael Gallup, they also have to have roles. But I think this is, if we're playing a video game of Madden, man, just get the ball to your best players over and over and over again. At some point, they will make something big happen. Yeah, we were. Uh, I'm going to go back a little bit to that conversation we were having on Chris Jones. I'm going to throw in Jaron Reed as well. Uh, they are uh, both. They, they are both leading that team in quarterback hits with nine and eight, respectively. Uh, what kind of when you think about them and you think about the matchup on the other side of the Cowboys with Connor Williams and Tyler Biotish, what kind of challenges do they present to Dallas, uh, particularly from the standpoint of the strength there in the middle when they decide uh, to push Chris Jones down inside? What kind of a challenge does that present for for Dallas? It's a big challenge. I mean, I heard you guys talking about Tyler Biotish playing better, and um, we know what Connor Williams is. I mean, look, it's an issue. It's an issue inside if those guys get going. And I think the first quarter will kind of dictate everything. If the Cowboys are playing on the other side of the line of scrimmage on offense, then it's going well because they're creating a push. But if Jaron Reed and Chris Jones are having their way early, particularly on the inside, it's problematic because what it does is it disrupts the rhythm of the passing game. Because now Dak Prescott can't throw from in the middle of the pocket. He's having to move around. And anytime the quarterback starts moving around, a lot of times the accuracy begins to wane because you're not in a comfortable spot. Uh, that interior three, they got to play well. Because if they don't play well, it's going to be a long day for the Cowboys. Do you think this is another reason why running the ball seems to be a better option for Dallas, at least establishing the run, so you don't get in a situation where those guys are just being able to just kind of run after the quarterback? I mean, look, I, I, I want them to run it, but I don't necessarily mean you got to come out in the first 20 plays have to be all runs. I think at some point you have to be able to run it when everyone in the stadium knows that you're running it. I think um, a comfortable strategy would be if they could come out early throwing, because we've seen the Cowboys do this, throw early, run late. In the first quarter, come out, getting the ball outside, make them run from sideline to sideline to also tire, tire down Chris Jones and Jeremy, make them chase the guys on the perimeter. And then as you settle into the game and the – 
end of the first quarter, second quarter, then you begin to have a steady dose of Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard and those things. The running has to be effective in the second half because in the second half, if you're up, you have to be able to control it. You got to be able to run it when everyone knows, hey, man, it's a critical situation. They're trying to run the clock out. You have to be able to do it. So that's what I mean. I would say just keep an eye on the attempts more so than the yards. If the Cowboys get over 30 attempts, then the game is under control and they're playing the game the way they want to. Is Kansas City's secondary as easy to explain as Daniel Sorensen wasn't up to a starting job and they got him out of there and they're playing better? Or is there more to it than that? I mean, it was a little bit of where's Waldo. They would kind of find him early and often and go at him. Um, he does some good things for them at times, but being in coverage uh, down after down is not his forte. And so when they get him off the field, you got Juan Thornhill, you have Math- uh, Ty Matthew, you have a uh, young kid on the outside, Snead. Those guys are playing okay. Mike uh, Hughes, who Jay traded for for Minnesota, is someone who is vulnerable. So it's not just that. It's them also trying to pick up Spag's complex coverages because the scheme that they play, man, they kind of throw it at you because all Spags is wanting is a negative play each drive. He's trying to get a sack, something that puts you behind the chains so they can get you off the field. It is not a defense that's trying to dominate you by, like, completely suffocating you. It's almost like playing arena ball. I'm just trying to get a stop or two because we feel like our offense can score enough points, even though they are playing better defense the last couple of weeks. Well, we don't tend to talk about special teams a whole lot, but Fassel has kind of spiked my interest to another level when it comes to special teams. But I want to ask you about uh, Kansas and their team. I mean, are there any are they any special, or is it pretty basic in what they've been doing? I mean, I mean, they have a lot of speed. I mean, anytime you have a fast team, you have an opportunity to make big plays in the kicking game, uh, in the return game. And those things, they don't use Tyreek Hill back there anymore, but Miko Hardman is certainly dangerous. The rest of the returners are dangerous. And so when you have a fast team like they have, because this is one of the fastest teams you'll find in the league, they can create big plays either by blocking punts, coming after it in the return game. Yeah, so it's an issue. I think for the Cowboys, um, I don't think they need to be tricky this week. I think they need to be solid. So I would probably curb and pull on Foster's coattails and be like, you know, we might not need a fake punt. We probably need to do some unnecessary gambles. Um, it's, it's one of those. It's just one of those things. Let's just play it straight up and see what it looks like. And if we need it, we can go to it. But I don't think this is one where you have to be over aggressive, trying to manufacture points and things in the kicking game. All right, Bucky. Before we let you break out, we want to know what the prediction is. Who's going to win this game? Maybe the hardest prediction you've had to make all season because these teams are both really, really good. Who wins? Well, no, I think this is a measuring stick in a statement game. I think for the Cowboys, if the Cowboys want to be considered legitimate Super Bowl contenders, you got to knock off a team that has been in the tournament deep in the tournament. So I think this is a game where the Cowboys are probably more motivated because I'm sure Mike McCarthy has stood in front of the room and talked about it. Like, hey, everyone thinks that we're okay, but when you drop one like you did to the Broncos, but then you come and beat a, a team like the Falcons, that you, you should overmatch them and overwhelm them. This is the one where you want to get the attention. So I think the Cowboys have played well, but I think this is a three-point game. Uh, maybe 30-27 Cowboys, but I think this is one where they have to make a statement because they win this one. Then the conversation really does start about the team being a title contender. All right, we appreciate you joining us. We're going to take our final break. We'll come back, and uh, we got a few more questions. We're going to ask these guys about the Cowboys offense. We'll do that when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio.
Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek, and we're both with... United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. <laughs> well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to the break. Hey, Cowboys Nation! It's holiday season. If you haven't, if you haven't found out, you all right? Uh, spend your holiday with at the Star. Grab some gifts of new player jerseys, tees, hats, exclusive collections, some great deals. I don't know what's going on around me here, but the Pro Shop has more Cowboys gear than anyone in the game. They got belts too, probably over yeah. there. Visit your local Dallas Cowboys Pro Shop or online shop.dallascowboys.com. Welcome back to the final segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios. Why are you at looking Star. at me like that? Like Carlton. Anyway, let's uh let's let's finish this show off right, Amber and Dave. Uh let's get to some questions about this Cowboys offense. Uh I think and actually Nick, you brought up this question to Bucky, and I could tell as he was answering the question you disagreed with him. A thousand percent. Talking about like he was he was more saying, Hey, I don't think the the Cowboys necessarily need to be as aggressive. That's at least what I took from it. That maybe they need to kind of play it straight, and and uh, and that even comes down to them, you know, maybe taking a little bit more time off the clock in order to keep the Kansas City defense off the field. My question for you guys is: Do you think Dallas needs to be aggressive to win this kind of game going up against an offense uh, like Kansas City's? Yeah, I don't. I don't agree with what he said, and I, I mean, we got. 22 questions to him so i'm not gonna sit there and go back and forth but i just don't agree if the end result is a touchdown that's what i'm taking and if you have to pass the ball around the yard to do that then i'm then i'm gonna do that i think the cowboys offense is better than the chiefs right now they don't have as many explosive players that are 
You've been in the Pro Bowl and all that stuff. But from top to bottom, I think that they're better. So if I can move the ball up and down the field and score points and I'm getting touchdowns out of it, I'm not going to play this running game with weak links on the offensive line that can't push push the pile. That's not what they do. They go and score points. And if they score points and put the pressure on Mahomes, I'll take them. I'll take that all day. I don't think these things have to be mutually exclusive. Um, I take issue with the idea of like some super conservative game plan because you feel overmatched and you got to keep Mahomes right. off. No, stop. That this isn't this isn't like a Mac team trying to beat Ohio State. Like just anything we can do to shorten the game and get some. No, not that. But. The run game can be a strength for this team. We've seen it, and depending on the way you want to play, that's what's the phrase we say all the time, aggressively take what they give you. And you can shorten the game and, more importantly, keep Kansas City off the field if the run game is clicking. Um, But you can be aggressive in that way as well. Like I don't think it has to be either or. Yes, they should use the run game to keep Patrick Mahomes off of the field. I think that's a good idea. But not in this idea of, like, well, we don't want to score too quickly, or but no, like take the shots that are there for right. you. Like we're not; they shouldn't be afraid of anyone or anything. But they should use their run game to their advantage. Nothing. Because, sorry, go ahead. I would say nothing helps the defense more than a touchdown from the. That, well, yeah, absolutely. But ideal, like ideally, if you can run five to seven minutes off the clock eight plays, run the ball a few times, and score a touchdown, that is obviously a best-case scenario. Um, I've been thinking about this a lot. And granted, I don't watch the other teams anywhere near as much as I watch the Cowboys. But I think the Cowboys are a little bit rare in the sense that they are a contender that can pound the rock. You know, like a lot of it's such a pass heavy league. The Packers can do it too. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are. Although Aaron Jones now out and don't know how long. You know, but AJ Dillon's pretty good. He's too. pretty good, but, yeah. So there are other teams that can do it. But like Kansas City, we've talked about it all the time. Like they've struggled. Clyde Edwards Hilaire hasn't really been that force on the ground that they need. Tennessee um, lost their guy. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, the Rams like just never want to run the ball ever. They don't have Cam Akers, blah, blah, blah. So I think that is a unique advantage that the Cowboys can play that style of football maybe better than any of the other good teams in the NFL right yeah. now. Especially when it gets colder. I mean, sure. Right now we see all these stats. The stats always kind of go down when you get into these games in December and January now. And just I, I balk at the idea that you're playing in a way where you're like trying to sneak out of Arrowhead with a win. Absolutely not. But you can still use the running game to your advantage. Amber. Well, it makes me wonder um, how effective they can really be by changing kind of what they've been doing, you know, becoming a little more conservative, more uh, playing it safe type of stuff. Like, that's not who they've been so far. We've seen that in the past. It has worked at times, but it has not gotten, gotten us the end result that we have have been seeing this year. So I'm more in the aggressiveness part. Keep doing what you're doing. Go out there. Don't be scared. Just play football. Keep having fun. And if it works out to their, I mean, I'm hoping it does. But I just, it, it, it really does. I'm like, do that, would that mess them up? Just kind of changing yeah. their motto. Not that that's their motto, but I'm making it their motto. <laughs> but, you know, when you change things, even like, and we saw it, what was it, against Denver, where they're like, well, 
try to be clean on the field with tackles and penalties. And, you know, what uh, Mike McCarthy was saying, that he was preaching to his defense and his team just to clean up the game. And we saw how they went out there in Denver and how they played and how terrible that was. So I don't want to go back to that. Just go out there and give it all you got. Does that aggressiveness extend to special teams? Um, obviously, they like to go for it on fourth down. Is this? Are you saying that you're okay with them being aggressive in every aspect of the game? Is yes. this a game where they should yes. be aggressive in yeah. every? This aspect? is the just play your game. You're the better football team. You, mm. you don't have. You, they are. They're the okay. better team. They are the better team this year. They 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 haven't played the schedule Kansas City's played, but Kansas City's in their own head too a little bit. And I don't if they if they got out of it, great. But the Cowboys, we always say it's not a big sample size. Yeah, it is. You've played nine games. You're a good football team. You're really good. You're seven and two. Go do your thing. Your offense is better than anybody. Go, go. If you want to go block a punt and it's there, go block a punt. But in all fairness, what if what do we really know about their level of how how competitive they are against those upper echelon teams in the league? They've only played one. And that one they lost. And we gave them a lot of credit for that game because they played really well. Yeah. But they haven't really played those teams. And by the way, I'm, I'm one of those people who believe you got to play your schedule. And they've played their schedule and they've played it really well. But we really haven't seen them against that level of team yet, right? Other and if, than and if the Cowboys beat them, then they won't be. Then, the then guy, everybody will then, say, then, yeah, then they're they, not as good. Right. Yeah, the caricature at ESPN will sit up there and say, well, did they beat a 6-5 <laughs> and five team? Yeah. You know, because that's that that's what they are. Yeah. I mean, they're they'll be six and five if they lose. The Cowboys will be seven and three if they mm-hmm. lose. This is a really, really big game for Kansas City to not keep falling behind. But man, I wouldn't just I wouldn't be scared about him. Yeah. I mean, Mahomes I think is the best quarterback in the league, but I wouldn't be scared about him because he, he likes the, I mean Brett Favre was the best at one time too. He threw picks and touchdowns. <laughs> it's fun. I I agree with you completely, but I do I think the Cowboys have been the better team. I don't know if they are the better team mm-hmm. yet. Beca- and, and and that's it goes back to my point like it's a long season. Tampa Bay was 7 and 5 heading into the home stretch last year. And so yep. Kansas City has all the ability in the world to flip this thing around and not lose another game. But we don't know that yet. So and we got to be in the Super Bowl for you to buy into this team. No, that's not what like I said at all. No, no I I'm firmly bought in on the Cowboys. I think they're one of the four best teams in the NFL. But this is when they typically you start distinguishing. This, this isn't really what? this isn't about the Cowboys really yeah. so much as it is about okay. the Chiefs for me. Like they've been a middling team. It, they have it, it like it's like the Golden State Warriors. Like they lose four games in a row and everybody's freaking out. And it's like no, we've got like three Hall of Famers. We're gonna figure this out and we're gonna be there at the end. That that there's just a difference. And I do think. We don't know that about the Cowboys yet. Like, the Cowboys haven't been through these wars where they're getting to the AFC title game every Mm -hmm. year. And that's what I've said going back to when they hired McCarthy. Yes, you want to win the Super Bowl, but success for Mike McCarthy is being in the playoffs every year and being like, yeah, the Cowboys are going to be there. They just, they are. Like, make runs. Like, maybe not the Super Bowl, but make deep runs. And that's, the Cowboys have been unable to sustain that for 25 years of just like every year you're like, yeah, we have a pretty good idea that they'll be there in the postseason. That's what the Chiefs are right now. And so that's what I think about. Um, but to Nick's point, play your game. And this, this is an analytics nerd's dream. I remember it was like two years ago, the Ravens set the world on fire because they went for it on fourth down against the Chiefs like six times. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they got like one of them. They did terrible. And Harbaugh got roasted for it, and he was like, These, this, look who you're playing. This is how you got to play. You're not winning playing. You're not winning kicking field goals. you got to be aggressive, go for the throat, 
And and that's what I will say. I know about the Cowboys. They should not alter the way they play at all. They and are the way they play. They is are aggressive. Yeah, they are good enough to go in there and play their style of football and win the game. Amber. No. Anthony Brown. Gonna argue. What do you think Anthony Brown's going to do? I mean, what do you think Anthony Brown's message, which is now McCarthy's message because he stole it from Anthony Brown, <laughs> which is great. I mean, but like, you know, we're we're taking everyone's best shot. Let's why, why don't we start shooting first? Yeah. You know, and I think, and I it, maybe that was the reason McCarthy took the ball. Yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, lo- you know what? Point, Let's yeah. go do it. Let's yeah. go. Do, you know, why don't we take their best shot? So. That's one thing about this team is that a motivated, hungry, pissed off Cowboys team. I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not sure who can beat them. I mean, I, we don't. We don't know that yet right. either. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it all shakes out. They, Man, they, but they they're... shouldn't be afraid of anyone. That's no. the, the message. Is there's nobody in the NFL no. that the Cowboys should be afraid to go up against. I said this on a show I did yesterday. I can't prove the Cowboys are the best team in the league. But they have as good a case as anybody to be considered that right now, just based on what has happened to this point in the season. And, you know, I had I had another dream last night about watching players out mm. practicing and stuff like what that. What this one tell us? This one had Randy Gregory out there, like we had, we had talked about, like already back there kind of working on the court really? and stuff like that. Yeah. What do you think that means? That means maybe after the Saints or after the uh, Raiders game, going into the Saints game, he could be back from IR. That's what mm. it means if the dream is right, because you can dream about weird stuff. <laughs> That's it's a good dream, though. I, I didn't like know it. where you were going with that, but it was good. It was really good. Thank you. I uh, I think I've brought that up before too. It's like that's what's exciting to me is yes, this is a huge game. This is a big stretch, but again, it, like what are you doing in December when the when the postseason really starts to round into form? Well, the Cowboys should be getting like three badass players back, and that's the type of stuff you think about. Where like yes, this game is huge, but the big picture for me is even more exciting, regardless of what happens on Sunday. But I'm glad you brought that up too, because somebody asked me that, and I get it. The Cowboys are rolling; they're seven and two. The league looks different when the Cowboys are good. All that stuff. I guarantee you, they think of themselves as the team with something to prove, because the Chiefs are the standard yep. of success in the NFL. I don't care what their record is, mm-hmm. because they're there at the end of the year, like I was just talking about. Mm-hmm. And so that's exciting to think that the Cowboys aren't the team that is getting their best shot on Sunday. They should be the team that's trying to give their best shot to mm-hmm. you wanna, the champs. I know they're not actually the champs, but right. you get my point. You want to have the best in the league. You know, Andy Reid can be, uh, you know, Arguably, could be one one of the best coaches. I know Belichick's up there. I mean, he is up there. He's, <laughs> he's the standard. But I mean, quarterback. I mean, I think people, most people, would say he is the best quarterback in the league. Um, and then tight end, yes. I don't know if he's the best receiver, but he's damn sure the fastest he's receiver. The scariest, yeah. <laughs> so you know, I mean, they've got just elite players, elite talent, and you know that that's what makes this thing fun. They have maybe the best home crowd in the league. Mm. Dave is confusing the crap out of me. Why? And, and not that you're trying to, but let me explain. Well, it. if you're confused, maybe somebody no, 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 else no, no, is confused. No, no, no. So this is, I think it's more of a personal belief, and, and I can form my own opinions based on the things that I see by myself and hear on my own and all that. But when I have to sit next to you and the people that are around you, you know, they tend to influence you a certain way. Uh-huh. But you started the week, kind of the week, kind of talking about Kansas City a certain way. Towards like, well, this is gonna be tough, and you know, kind of leaning towards that way more. And then the more you speak, the more bouncing back and forth I feel into what 
is creating in well, my mind based on everything that you're saying. Not that you're saying anything bad, but you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I get it. The good and bad, and it happens every week. But I just, I, I feel so, one, this is going to be a really fun game to watch. Two, I feel like it is going to be all about both offenses scoring points over and over. But I just cannot make up my mind of what I truly feel that's going to happen this week and in which team and it's better this week. That's totally okay, by the way. And that's – I'm with – that's – I wish – I wish I could roll in here on Tuesday like Nick and be like, yeah, they're going to crush the Falcons and just be totally right about it. <laughs> One but time thing. <laughs> you you bounce back and forth. And th- I mean, this is a toss-up game, in my opinion. Uh, like, if the Cowboys were at home, I'd feel much more confident. But that is a tough place to play. And like, I, like I weigh the pedigree so heavily of what they've accomplished. I know it's a different team, but it is a team full of guys that know what it takes to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. The Cowboys don't have that right now. But Again, and so it, it is incredibly possible, maybe even slightly likely that they lose this game, but they have the ability to win it and they shouldn't, they should not see themselves as underdogs, I guess, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. We can get you guys ready for Cowboys versus Chiefs. Big game. Uh, we'll tell you what's going to happen in our opinions and uh, and give you our predictions for the game. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break live on DallasCowboys.com. Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!